Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Welcome to my podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I've been talking about doing this for such a long time. And here I am getting started. Um, So for the first episode, I just wanted to talk about me um, and basically um, just a bit of my background and how I have become a freelance groom. So I'm going to start from the very beginning. So as a child, I was at... um, horsey girl who loved going up the stables had horsey posters all over my wall um and just loved anything horsey so if I could be around a horse even if it was for 10 minutes I would have done anything to be part of their life and um yeah imagining galloping across the sea and across a wide field I had a bit of an imagination because unfortunately kids I'm one of those old people I say old I'm only 37 but I didn't as a kid have mobile phones the internet and all the luxuries that we have now so we had to use our imaginations um and absolutely loved horses obviously kept nagging mum and dad please can I have my own horse please can I have my own horse and they were always like no like takes up too much time it's too expensive um so I had riding lessons every Saturday absolutely loved my riding lessons um and then when I was about 13 I loaned my first pony uh was called Rosie and she was a Welsh pony and yeah I just loved going up there having like a bit more responsibility of looking after the horse and riding the horse um and then I had her for about a year or so and then I had my second lone pony which was called Woody and he was oh just an absolute dream absolute dream um and I had him up until I had my GCSEs and I had to um stop because I wanted to study for my GCSEs Um, And then I went to college and at college I studied customer service and I will be honest, the reason I'd done it is because it was probably one of the easier courses. (laughs) I was just not, I think once I finished school I was kind of done with education. Um, So I did customer services, I'd done that for two years. And then I got my very first job. As soon as I finished college, like the following Monday, I got my very first job working at Gatwick Airport and I was called a grounds operations coordinator. So the job included making sure that the um, passengers were on the right checking desks, answering any questions. Um, And then we got allocated a flight. So you get to the flight, you make sure that the fuel's on time, the cabin crew are on time, just making sure that the flight basically goes okay with no problems at all. Um, This was the year of September the 11th. So I was working at Gatwick Airport when on the day of September the 11th and obviously I remember it quite like clearly it was a very weird day very obviously very emotional day 
Um, none of us were prepared to of what was going to happen and what procedures to take and things like that. So, yes, very, very odd, gloomy day. The next day after that, I went back into work and the airport was like a ghost town. There was literally no one around, no flights traveling. It was just very eerie driving around the airport. Um, the role was on a temporary contract basis um, up until this day we were kind of on the talks of having permanent contracts but obviously after this day we um, were told that at the end of our contract which was in the end of October that they weren't going to be renewed so when it came to October I was like oh god I need to get a job so I got a Christmas temp job at Dorothy Perkins um, and it was just meant to be a temporary job until I figured out what I wanted to do next um, and ended up being at Dorothy Perkins for about 18 months um, and actually I quite enjoyed the role the bit that I didn't enjoy was the sale in January when you're trying to tidy up the sale rail and then you've got customers that are just ripping through it um but I really I did I really enjoyed <clears throat> excuse me enjoying the you know meeting the customers helping the customers at the um changing rooms and sort of giving a like um options of you know what top goes with what skirt and things like that and I really really enjoyed that um and then my next role after that was working in a travel agents because I did want to stick with the travel industry but obviously the airports at the time um were very were limiting their staff because obviously of how many flights were going out at that time and we're still recovering from September the 11th so I got a job as a travel agent and I loved it I really loved being a travel agent I love looking at holidays for customers I love when customers come back from their holidays and tell you all about it um and getting the repeat customers so as soon as they walk in the door they know you they know exactly where they want to go um yeah it was an amazing role I did the role for about six or seven years um worked for a couple of different companies along the way but obviously the internet at that point then started growing a lot of um, airlines were booking online at that point so it was getting quite competitive um, against the internet and it was getting a lot harder to compete against the internet so then I was like I need to think of a different role because I felt like the industry was changing quite quickly and I think the role unfortunately for the travel agents weren't going to be what it was when I first started um, seven years ago so my next job was working for a bank um, and I liked serving the customers um, but I realised it just wasn't the role for me um, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do um, so then I done a couple of like admin posts so I worked for a couple of companies just doing um admin so data entry um uh letters answering calls customer service and stuff like that um and then I worked for a company that um works with housing associations and I done their 
call centre, I worked in their call centre for out of hours. So we answered any repair calls that came through when the housing association were closed. Um, So such a great team. I've actually got many friends that I made from working at this call centre that I'm still friends now. Um, And then also did work um, with the other side of their business um, on the business support. So again, that was more data data entry. Um, I dealt with the complaints department. We dealt with um, the uh, lifeline service that they, that's what the company was, was a lifeline service. So I dealt with the equipment coming in, um, doing any repairs and coming back. So it was a very varied role. I did lots of little things for that whole company and um, then decided it was time to move on Um, and I managed to get a job as a personal assistant for a director on a fresh produce company fresh produce company Um, and it was a on their farm which they had the farm uh, for god I think it was something like 40 years or something like that. I might be wrong. I might have to look back. But that it was the original farm. Um, and the mum and dad had been sort of um, having the business for that length of time. And then their son came and took over. And he just, he was an absolute great businessman. And he pushed the company on into different directions, got loads of new um contracts and had uh contracts with like Gordon Ramsay restaurants lots of the top restaurants in London um and all over sort of the southeast of England really and they expanded and managed to get a big warehouse so we moved to the warehouse um and then within a year or so that outgrew and um they they needed another warehouse so it was an absolute amazing opportunity um but I kind of had an epiphany I don't know if that's the right word but I was kind of sitting at my desk one day and was thinking right I was approaching 30 so I think that's what it was I think I was like oh god I'm 30 what am I going to do with my life and I was like right I need to think about what do I want to do what what role do I want to do in my life I want to look back when I'm retired and think yes I loved my work and I'm glad I've done this and stuff. So obviously it came back to horses because when I was a kid, that was my passion. That's all I ever wanted. Um, And during sort of my working career up until that point, I haven't, I hadn't ridden much really. I'd done a couple of rides here and there, but I had been out of the industry for a long time. It worked out about 15 years. I've been off uh, out of the industry so I knew that, you know, things would probably change a little bit. So what I started with was loaning a pony just to get me back into riding, just getting confident with just the stupid things like tacking up and rugging and stuff. You know, I hadn't done that for such a long time. Um, and then I'd done some like just looking online and stuff. And I was thinking, oh, God, like I really would like to... um work with horses but I wasn't quite sure what that was and literally the next day there was a job that was advertised in my local area um, at a charity riding school which is a riding school for the disabled but they do do abled as well for an instructor and I thought you know what I've got nothing to lose 
I'm just going to message them and see what they say. So I messaged them and I said, I was very honest and said, you know, I've been out of working, uh, you know, being around horses for a long time. Um, you know, I had worked with um, adults with um, learning difficulties and I had worked with children as well. Um, but, you know, I would be interested in this role. Really expecting them to sort of say, no, we need lots, you know, we need experience and such, such. A, um, and they said, oh, just give um, Joe, who's the manager, a call. So I gave her a call and we had a good chat and I, you know, I was up front and just said like, this is this, like I'm having a career change and this is something I really would like to do. So she said, okay, we'll come up and have a chat. And she said, I'd like to see you ride and um, just have a look at some of our lessons to see how we, our lesson structure are. So I came up and rode and I was like, you know, please be gentle because I haven't ridden for such a long time. And she's like, no, that's fine. Um, and then, um, so I rode and then I watched a few lessons for a couple of hours and then she said okay can you come back next week and just have another look on a different day to see how we do lessons on different days <clears throat> excuse me and I said yeah of course so I came up did the lessons again and then she said okay she said I want to set up a mock lesson and I just want to see how you interact with the like with the children she said it doesn't have to be a fancy fancy lesson and it's not going to be for a long time I just want to sort of see how you are um with the children and stuff I said okay obviously I was really nervous because I was like I don't know what I'm doing it's been a long time um but anyway so I did the mock lesson and was really nervous and then she said okay now that's fine she said right she said will you come in for a trial day um and I'll just so you get to see how the running of the day-to-day -day of what we do here and then maybe do a lesson and I was like yeah I'd love to do that so I came back and did a mock lesson um uh, sorry a training day and I loved it and I went home and I said to my mum I was like I love that job like that's exactly what I want to do and I didn't hear anything for about a week or so and then she rung me and she offered me the job and I was like oh my god I'm so happy and I was like are you sure and she's like yeah she said she said I know you know the basics of riding and stuff you know we are a, a riding school for the disabled and abled we you know are you great with children and I know you're going to be great with like the clients that we have here so I think you're going to fit in really well she said the teaching side you know will come with time and I know that you'll look into it and having lessons yourself you'll pick up tips and stuff and that's exactly what I did I just had lessons myself so I picked up what the instructor was telling me and thinking right I think I could use that in lessons that I teach myself for myself um and obviously I watched lots of videos and stuff and um and then any sort of training that I could find online. So if in, if it was with um, the BHS or just an online course or anything like that, I literally done as much research as I possibly could. Um, and I've been with the riding school now for five years, I think it is this year, five or six years. Um, and I only work part time now. When I first started, I was there full time. So, uh, so I was at the riding school for about two and a bit years. Um, and my friend who works at the riding school, she's a very good friend and she was providing services for the livery yard that we have at the riding school as well. And she was going on maternity leave 
and they asked me would I take over the services for while she's on maternity leave and I thought great yeah it's a bit of extra money um and like I knew the liveries quite well and I knew the horses quite well um so it was a good sort of transition into it so I provided the services for the riding for the livery sorry at the riding school um and then one of them the liveries recommended me for someone else that was needing some holiday cover so I done holiday cover for them it was just for the week and she is a lady who's quite well known in the horsey world in our area um and then a couple of jobs were sort of advertised on our local Facebook group and I just put my services across. Um, and then my freelance sort of um, services were sort of, snow, um, what's the word, were rolling out and being recommended by lots of other people. Um, and then my business sort of grew from there. So I managed to get um, a freelance business mainly from word from mouth i did a couple like i say a couple of advertising or answering people's posts on facebook but generally most of my clients that i have now have been from word of mouth um so with that because my freelance work was sort of becoming quite busy i had to um come go down part-time at the riding school and um, just because i couldn't fit all the work in which is great and I liked that I was working for myself and that I was having a variety in my day and seeing lots of different clients and stuff. Um, and so that is basically my journey so far of becoming the freelance groom and the instructor. Um, I still love that I can still teach. Obviously, at the moment, it's not um, as we're in a current lockdown at the moment. But um, generally, I love still teaching. I love that I have a variety of my day. Um, as a little bit of extra, I do do a bit of pet sitting and dog walking as well. So, yeah, so I love that I have this variety. I know I've said that a couple of times, but I really do. And now I'm doing this podcast. So this is really exciting. Um, and what's going to be happening over the next few episodes is I'm going to be interviewing other grooms talking about their journeys and then I will be doing a couple of like single episodes with just me talking about either my week or um other things that's happened um so again there should be something there for everyone I've got a mindset coach coming on I've got a nutritionist and fitness um lady who's amazing who specializes for equestrians um she's great so I've got lots of variety coming on as well as grooms I've got other people that are related to the groom life exactly what it is so I really hope you enjoyed this episode if you can I would love if you can um subscribe and um write a review I really appreciate that and if you have any questions then give me a message on Instagram or Facebook and I'll speak to you on the next episode thank you so much for listening to this episode I hope you enjoyed it if you are on Apple Podcasts please would you subscribe and leave me a review I really really appreciate it if you want to find me on my social media I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services and on Facebook I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services 
Thank you so much and I'll speak to you next time. making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, Instagram is Cobbs Equine Services and the same on Facebook Cobbs Equine Services um, if you are listening to this on your um, Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast I really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and I will speak to you all on the next episode